fair turns to the new Black Jewish Civil Rights Alliance and how DEI at law schools could bring down America. Welcome to Fair News Weekly. To read all of the articles discussed in this podcast, please visit this podcast's episode description. Dear friends of FAIR, it has been two years since FAIR's inception, and we are so humbled by the progress we have made and support the pro-human movement has garnered. With over 80 chapters nationwide, made up of passionate, hardworking, volunteer chapter leaders and members, FAIR continues to grow. FAIR's legal team has received over 500 incident and survey reports through FAIR Transparency, sent over 100 letters to institutions across the country, and supported nine lawsuits in support of civil rights and liberties for all Americans. Our network of FAIR-aligned attorneys has grown to more than 100 members. FAIR in Education has produced dozens of curricular and assessment resources, delivered trainings to hundreds of teachers, administrators, parents, and school board members, consulted with a range of educational stakeholders, and hosted over 25 educational sessions for teachers, schools, and parents. Fair in the Arts has hosted 10 community meetups and successfully connected pro-human artists of various disciplines, not just across America, but across the globe. Fair in Medicine has hosted 20 webinars about pressing issues to the medical community and written consequential open letters advancing the highest ethical standards in medical practice. FAIR's media production team has produced more than 261 inspirational and educational videos that are available to the public on FAIR's YouTube channel, which has nearly 10,000 subscribers. FAIR's Substack, with over 35,000 subscribers, has grown to become a leading source for nuanced and diverse perspectives, captivating personal narratives, and other essays connected to FAIR's pro-human mission. Our editorial team has worked with pro-human authors to publish nearly 100 articles. Thousands will have received diversity training in the pro-human approach by the end of the year. Thanks to you all, we have raised over $7.5 million to further FAIR's mission of promoting fairness, understanding, and humanity. We are eager to continue our work and could not do it without your continued support. Warmly, the team at the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism. For Fair Substack, Henry Kopel wrote about a landmark alliance that was shaped by parallel experiences of oppression and exclusion in the Black and Jewish communities. He writes, African Americans and Jews also share a common theological identity as Exodus peoples. While the Jewish escape from slavery is ancient history, it remains central to Jewish prayer and ethics. Among the Torah's most frequently stated commands is to be kind to the stranger. For you were strangers in Egypt. For African Americans, the Old Testament framing of both slavery and the long march to freedom is exemplified by the iconic spiritual, Go Down Moses, a refrain frequently heard in the pitched battles of the civil rights movement. Hence, it was no coincidence that Black and Jewish leaders joined together in 1909 to found the NAACP, and again in 1950 to found the Leadership Conference on Civil Rights, which was responsible for drafting the original text of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Half of the volunteers for the 1964 Freedom Summer in Mississippi, who helped black citizens register to vote, were Jewish. To be clear, the principal leaders and foot soldiers for the civil rights movement were courageous black Americans, 
but the record shows clearly that their most consistent allies in the fight for equal rights were Jewish Americans. For The New York Times, Fair Advisor John McWhorter wrote about why he believes relating to characters on TV or in books doesn't necessitate having the same skin color as the characters depicted. McWhorter writes, This idea that one, if brown, is to seek oneself in what one reads and watches gets around quite a bit. I remember an African-American studies major, a black guy, telling me in 1994 that if he couldn't study things having to do with himself, he wouldn't go to college at all. Now, he didn't mean solely his very self. His main interest at the time was the negritude school of thought pioneered by francophone intellectuals in the 1930s, such as M.A. Césaire. But still, the idea that a black person is deprived in not exploring that which they already relate to is not as natural as it sounds. This position is rooted, one suspects, as a defense against racism, in a sense that learning most meaningfully takes place within a warm, comfort zone of cultural membership. But it's a wide, wide world out there, and this position ultimately limits the mind and the soul. I question its necessity in 2023. The etymology in the word education is related to the Latin educere, meaning to lead outward, not inward. For his substack, Public, Fair Advisor Michael Schellenberger wrote about how the publisher of the late British children's author Roald Dahl has changed hundreds of words and passages in his books to make them politically correct. Schellenberger states, The Dahl censorship is occurring against the backdrop of an increasingly censorious wokeism. Over the last few weeks, we have seen a witch hunt against psychologist Jordan Peterson, an open letter from a thousand writers, authors, and journalists demanding that the New York Times not report on problems with prescribing gender dysphoric children puberty blockers, and a State Department-funded disinformation index which slandered the New York Post, Reason, and other reputable publications as fonts of disinformation and urged corporations to redirect their advertising spending to publications including Huffington Post. Two years ago, when activists were tearing down statutes of historical figures, people quoted from Orwell, Every statue and street and building has been renamed, he wrote. Since then, woke activists have, with Dahl, started down the road of realizing another cause in that sentence. Every book has been rewritten. For the Wall Street Journal, Tunku Varadarjan wrote about Isla Shapiro, Stanford, and why the threat to dismantle existing structures is an idle one in English class but poses a serious problem in legal education as it targets individual rights and equal treatment under the Constitution. Professors are shying away from entire topics, not just a given perspective on a topic, Mr. Shapiro says. They're just skipping over anything to do with rape or hate crimes because they're too sensitive. You try to write an exam question and there are too many red flags, too many tripwires. These professors do their students a disservice by not training them in how to advocate in the real world of courts. There, it's not a conversation between the left and the far left. Mr. Shapiro says non-progressive law professors were rare even 20 years ago, when he studied law at the University of Chicago. Critical legal studies fashionable in the late 1980s and early 90s was passé, a very small niche thing. Since then, what's really changed is the bureaucratic explosion, and most of that bureaucracy is in the DEI space, which actively subverts the traditional educational mission in truth-seeking. 
and its ideas of power dynamics and intersectionality, dividing people into oppressive and oppressed classes, and things like that. For New Lines magazine, Sabrina and David Smith write about how education programs intended to foster diversity, equality, and inclusion do harm and why they believe it's time for a radical shift. They state, We want to make it clear that we fully endorse the aims of DEI programs, but we object to how they are carried out, for, as noble as these aims are, there is a fatal contradiction at the heart of much of what goes on in them, a contradiction that threatens to undermine the entire enterprise. Although the purpose of anti-racist training is to vanquish racism, most of these initiatives are simultaneously committed to upholding and celebrating race. One can see this quite clearly in the work of Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo, well-known voices in the anti-racist movement. Both of them presume that we can oppose racism while leaving the concept of race intact. But in the real world, can we have race without racism coming along for the ride? Trying to extinguish racism while shoring up race is like trying to put out a fire by pouring gasoline on it. It can only make matters worse. To get rid of racism, we have to get rid of race. For Unheard, Kat Rosenfield wrote about the media's vested interest in keeping Americans divided. She writes, The popularity of these gifts stems from the fact that they represent events, emotions, and cultural touchpoints that millions of people recognize and relate to. In many cases, they speak to something not just specifically American, but deeply human. That something like the Crying Jordan meme has become a global visual shorthand for conveying our feelings. The fact that People of every age, shape, color, and creed feel represented by the raw emotion captured there should be seen as a triumph of common humanity over identity category. It is, at the population level, exactly what an inclusive society should strive for. You care about your kids and your community. We get it. So do we. April 24th through April 27th. Join Grassroots Leadership Academy in partnership with FAIR for a four-session training experience to empower you to roll up your sleeves and run for school board, or effectively organize your community for someone you want to run for school board. This training is great for those of you who want to run and your core supporters alike. The training experience is four 90-minute sessions over four days, 7 p.m. through 8.30 p.m. Eastern, each day. Register now with the link in the description. So, you've successfully won the election to represent your community, parents, students, teachers, and everyone who has stake in your school district. Now, the real work begins. Join our first session, May 2nd from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific, for the pro-human school board leadership. I won my election, now what? With Tanya Simons. Learn how to hit the ground running and immediately make an impact as a school board leader. In this session, we will cover essential topics to help you onboard your new role and build relationships to influence, drive change, and serve effectively. The Office of School Board is a huge responsibility, and the work you do will shape young people and your community for years to come. A second session will occur on May 16th from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific and will focus on the pro-human school board leadership, policy, and governance. Through pro-human principles, learn how to effectively influence and enact sound policy in your district and how to build effective oversight and governance for your board. Calling all pro-human attorneys. 
FAIR has established a nationwide network of attorneys and law firms who support FAIR's mission in advancing civil rights and liberties for all, and promoting a common culture based on fairness, understanding, and humanity. Schools, nonprofit organizations, corporations, and government agencies have been implementing policies that directly violate constitutionally guaranteed civil rights of students, parents, and employees. Fair legal network attorneys can help by providing legal information and advice to effective individuals and, in appropriate circumstances, by seeking legal redress in the courts on their behalf. We want the Fair Substack to be the go-to publication for diverse perspectives on culture and civil rights. Whether you're a seasoned author or an amateur writer with a story that can contribute to our mission of promoting fairness, understanding, and humanity, we would love to receive your stories, opinions, investigations, reviews, interviews, and more. Please send your piece to submissions at fairforall.org. We hope to hear from you. Finally, if you liked this podcast, subscribe. Share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Make sure to check out our newsletter and weekly roundup to read more into any of this week's stories. Or visit the episode description. Donations are always welcome at fairforall.org donate.